to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. What's up, everybody? Your host, Brian Scott here, and welcome to another episode of The Injured List. Scary news last week coming out of the world of professional sports as Tiger Woods was involved in a serious motor vehicle accident. We will talk about the injuries that he is now recovering from. On a good note, King Henrik Lundqvist is back on the ice. Amazing, considering just eight weeks ago he had major open-heart surgery. We'll talk about what this means for his future in the NHL. So join us after this. Hey, this is Sean Colas with the Perkentile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s, mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, if you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Perkentile, mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injury List Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. Hopefully Tiger is going to be okay after some kind of crash like this. Golf legend Tiger Woods had to be cut from the wreckage of this car with the jaws of life after a shocking rollover crash in L.A. This is a very bad crash. You can see the damage to that vehicle. Uh, Tiger Woods now in a local hospital. The condition is in critical. A serious car crash. As you can see here, the L.A. Sheriff says Tiger Woods was involved in a single vehicle rollover, traffic collision, and had to be extricated with the jaws of life. This is according to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and a statement that they just put out. Woods's vehicle rolled over this morning. It was on the border of Rolling Hills Estates and Rancho Palos Verdes. Uh, the Sheriff's Department says that his vehicle was traveling northbound on Hawthorne Boulevard at Black Horse Road Tuesday, when it crashed. We begin and right tonight now, with Woods... that horrible news and the images that played out for hours today after Tiger Woods was involved in a major accident this morning in L.A. County. The vehicle he was driving going off the highway and rolling over several times, and we have just learned from authorities moments ago that he had serious injuries to both legs, that he was awake and conscious when authorities responded at the scene. 
that he was able to identify himself. He was driving the car and that he was alone. These were the aerials today of that SUV off the highway, flipping and ending up on its side. Authorities say there were no brake marks before the vehicle rolled over several times. Firefighters using an ax to break the windshield to get him out, saying they got to the scene in six minutes after a neighbor called 911. One week ago today, Tiger Woods was involved in a very serious single vehicle rollover accident that has been attributed to a high rate of speed. Details are still somewhat sketchy, but more information has become available. What we do know and what has been confirmed by multiple reports and spokespersons is that he was alone and he did have to be extricated from the vehicle. He also sustained significant lower extremity injuries to his leg. Multiple reports have confirmed open fractures to his right leg that were treated with emergency surgery to stabilize the fractures and treat open wounds. Reports have also detailed that he underwent multiple procedures to address compartment syndrome of the lower leg and likely to have repeat washouts of the open wounds to help prevent the guest's infection. A few reports have detailed significant injuries to his talus bone as well, which makes up part of the ankle joint. This is a very important bone for the function and integrity of ankle motion and stability. It's what connects the lower leg to the ankle and foot, so it has very important mechanical and structural properties in relation to the lower extremity as a whole. I think of all the injuries, this could be the one with the most lingering long-term effects on his ability to return to professional golf. Open fractures and compartment syndrome, we have spoken about in depth on this podcast. If you refer back to season one, episode case report number 11, there I did an entire summary of Washington Football Club's quarterback's Alex Smith's injury. I also talked about his recovery, and I gave a lot more detailed information on the topic of compartment syndrome and open fractures and how they're typically treated. Now, while there are some similarities between Alex and Tiger's injuries, there are also some glaring differences. First and foremost, Tiger was involved in a motor vehicle accident. This involves high-energy trauma, which is not something you can replicate on the football field. Now, while they both did sustain lower extremity injuries to the tibia, that's where the similarities basically end. Alex's injuries were complicated postoperatively by the development of sepsis which was a bacterial infection that entered the bloodstream and caused his organs to basically start failing. He also developed necrotic tissue in his leg due to the infections and basically had to have limb salvaging procedures to eradicate the infection and salvage whatever remaining healthy tissues, muscles, tendons, ligaments, bones were, were left so that he could have a leg to walk on and play again with. So far as we know, Tiger has not had any complications at this point in his recovery. Therefore, it's reasonable to believe that he should make a good recovery and still have some level of function in his leg. But other than the actual injury to the tibia and that portion of the lower leg, that's basically where the similarities end. In surmising the extent of his injuries, it's safe to say that there were, they were much more complex fractures than Alex Smith's likely with multiple fragmented fractures to numerous bones. As a result, there was likely extensive soft tissue damage to the muscles, ligaments, vessels, nerves that attach to help stabilize those bones and the joints that they move. He was taken to a level one trauma center, and this is important. Level one trauma centers are stamped with that designation because of the level of comprehensive medical treatments they can provide across all the many subspecialties of medical and surgical services. 
they offer these services on a 24 hours a day, seven day a week schedule with in-house staff always on call. They can handle the most complex trauma victims with a variety of specialists on hand to care for the patient as soon as they arrive. Tiger was stabilized and then transferred to another major orthopedic hospital in LA for ongoing care, but not before multiple procedures to care for his injuries. With regard to his orthopedic injuries, from what has been reported, it's not surprising to hear the extent of the damage that his leg incurred. What is surprising and a testament to the technology of motor vehicles today is the fact that he did not have any other major internal injuries to his organs that could have caused loss of life. Apparently, his vehicle is also equipped with a black box, which investigators will be able to use to determine what likely may have caused the accident, whether it be brake failure, some type of mechanical problem, or simply excessive speed. The stretch of road that he had the accident is known as an area where there has been a lot of accidents in the past due to excessive speed. So this could factor into the investigation. Now, he will recover from his leg injuries. That much I can guarantee you. What will remain to be seen or determined is how much of an effect that will have not only on his daily return to activities, but also in his return to professional golf. Take away the fact that Tiger's had multiple knee injuries and surgeries, several back surgeries, including spinal fusion, and had to undergo treatment for addiction to painkillers. And his injuries now are still significant. Now you throw those historical facts back into the mix, and he has a whole other set of hurdles to overcome to get himself back on the golf course. To me, that's going to be the most challenging aspect of his recovery. Physically, we know Tiger can bounce back. He was still able to compete at an elite level before his most recent accident. However, overcoming the new psychological, emotional, and physical stresses will be a whole new challenge. This, to me, will pose an even greater wall to climb than ever before for this man. Keep in mind, he's now also 45 years old and with a growing young family. This could mark a shift in his focus and energy into recovering not for himself, but for his children, whom we now will have more time to, than ever to spend with. If you want to know more or have some specific questions about Tiger and his injuries before and since the accidents, or if you think it might make a good topic for discussion on future episodes, let me know. Check out my website, www.theinjuredlist.com, or drop me a message on my Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram accounts. Just search for The Injured List Podcast. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. From morning perks, family perks, to date perks, and self perks, the Perkentile and Creamery makes your day a little sweeter. Stop by first thing in the morning with easy online ordering and curbside pickup. Or meet up with friends at Concord's Best New Hangout. Everything's freshly baked and brewed right here. So, find your perk today at the Perkentile and Creamery. The Injured List Podcast is proudly sponsored by TransitioningVeteran.com. Founded in 2008 by a former enlisted armed service member, Transitioning Veteran provides free information and resources to help guide past, future, and present service members through the transition process from active service to civilian life. This free website provides links, articles, and general information about the services available to members of the armed forces and their dependents. 
It can be a daunting task searching for pertinent information in today's technological age. TransitioningVeteran.com hopes to provide a centralized location for the many resources that are available to military veterans. From education benefits, employment opportunities, to medical benefits for both military members and their families, make TransitioningVeteran.com your go-to resource. On behalf of the Injured List podcast, we thank you for your service. And through our partnership with TransitioningVeteran.com, we hope to give back to the military community. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Injured List podcast. Thanks for sticking around. And one last topic that we wanted to touch base on was the return of Henrik Lundqvist to the ice last week, where he was filmed in full pads uh, and equipment, taking some shots um, with close range wrist shots and stuff uh, in net, which is great to see. He's only eight weeks out from a major open heart reconstructive surgery. And from what I understand, based on some of the articles I read, it sounds like he had some type of aortic valve slash aortic root replacement with an ascending aortic replacement. And I think it was using a synthetic graft. Now, that's a major, major procedure. Um, it involves basically an, a sternotomy, which is an opening of the sternum bone, which is basically the breastbone, in order to access the heart and the structures coming off the heart and to do the surgery. So when that is done, they're typically closed with some type of wire construct uh, where the sternum bone is mended back together and then given time to heal. There are some instances where they will sometimes use a plate and screw type construct, similar to some of the equipment we use in orthopedics to compress that bone and get it to heal. That being said, most Conservatively, most people are not allowed to return to any type of physical activity for at least eight weeks postoperatively. And a lot of times, if it's older patients who are more sick, they usually undergo what's called cardiac rehab, which really just involves kind of getting them back to normal activities of daily living and making sure that their overall cardiac health is improved before they're really able to do more strenuous activities with the case of Henrik Lundqvist being a former professional athlete and much younger than most patients who undergo open heart procedures. I'm sure that they're probably treating it a little bit more aggressively and allowing him to do a little bit more than they would the average patient. That being said, whether or not he actually makes a full return to competitive hockey as a goalie is really kind of up in the air at this point. I would be shocked myself if cardiac surgeon or cardi cardiologist would actually clear him to play competitive ice hockey to that degree uh, at that skill level with a synthetic craft and having had an open heart procedure at such a young age. But can it happen? I guess. I mean, I've reached out to a couple of friends and colleagues and former colleagues of mine who work in that specialty, and they've had basically similar uh, opinions about that without getting into detail, obviously, because that's that could be a whole other topic for a whole nother episode, which I would like to do eventually. So if you guys are interested in hearing about that, let me know. 
but great to see him doing well and looks like he's looking pretty healthy after the major reconstructive open heart surgery. So I'm happy to see that as a Rangers fan and a fan of hockey. It's always nice to see somebody come back from something so serious. Apparently he was dealing with some type of uh, issue with his uh, aortic valve and his uh, ascending aorta for many years. And I guess it got to the point more recently after a physical by the Washington Capitals we signed with in the off season that they needed to address it surgically. And let's just hope for his sake that it uh, leads to a long prosperous prosperous life going forward and uh if he is able to return to the ice that'll just be some icing on the cake so once again everybody uh you're listening to the injured list podcast thanks for joining us we can be heard on all of your podcast formats and uh, hosting platforms wherever you listen to podcasts that's where you can find us and stay tuned next week we'll make our return to devil's advocate sports talk on tuesday night at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live with my good friend and host, Abe Delgado. His show is coming back for some more content, more episodes, so come join us there as well. Otherwise, guys, stay safe, stay happy, and stay active. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com.